brand new series called Selfies on Everest. How many of you guys are excited about it? Yeah. Come on, it's going to be so good. Um, so basically, this, this idea of Selfies on Everest, it's, it's going to be more about community. How do we do life together? How do we um, face challenges together? How do we step into a new, a new decade together? How do we step into new territory together? And you see, the, the reality is a lot of us in this room, um, I do it every single year, every single um, December, end of December. I set so many goals. I have my vision board. I have all these different things that I, that I put, put up. A lot of us have started a new diet. Come on, somebody. Get a little fit before the summer, hopefully. A lot of us have uh, started a new eating plan and workout regimen and all these different things. But I've come to find out that if I don't listen to God's voice, and if I don't decide just not to do these things on my own, but if I, if, I, if I don't decide to allow him into the vision board and to allow him into everything that I'm creating, then how many of you guys know that the vision that God has for you won't come to pass? If we don't allow him to come into our life, if we don't allow him to come into our vision board, if we don't allow him to come into our workout regimen, how many of you guys know two weeks into January, we'll probably stop working out because why? We haven't allowed Jesus to come in and give us help, help us in the transition of life. And so this series is about community. It's about how do we do life on the mountaintop together? Why would I want to climb up on top of Everest by myself? Why would I want to endure this life by myself? And so we're going to talk a lot about community. We're going to talk a lot about table groups. We're going to talk a lot about um, everything that God has for us in this new year. Um, Pastor Jason, if you guys want to come back um, at 5 p.m., he's actually preaching at 5 p.m. because um, there's some vision stuff that he's going to kind of bring out. Um, and so it's going to be just an awesome series. So I would encourage you guys to invite your friends to this series because it's going to be an encouraging series that we can make this and we can do this life together. Come on, somebody. We're not meant to do life alone. Amen? Amen. So how many of you guys love the word? Yeah. Come on. So we're going to start our opening text out of Joshua 3. We're old school on y'all. Some of y'all don't even know where Joshua is. Joshua 3, <laughs> 3, 1 through 4, it says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from the Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Somebody shout, move out. Yeah. Move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. So today as we begin... Week one of this series that we are calling Selfies on Everest, I want to speak to you on this subject, called to climb. Called to climb as we deal with doing life as a community together. Will you pray with me just one more time? Jesus, we love you. Father, I thank you all for this word that you've given me. Father, I pray for every individual that's in this room right now that you would speak to them, that you would meet them right where they are, that you would change them, that you would shape them. And Father, ultimately that we would realize that we are not to do this life alone. Father, I get rid of any anxiety, any fear that would hinder me from preaching your word this morning. And I pray for such a boldness to come forth. And I say, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen, amen. So um, how many of you guys have uh, heard about Mount Everest before? None of you back, back there? Everybody? All right. All right. Participation. Thank you. Um, um, how many of you guys have ever, has anybody in here ever climbed Mount Everest? Okay, no. Okay, does anybody in here want to climb Mount Everest? 
No. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, how many of you guys have heard of Sherpas before? Okay. So today, as I go through this message, I'm going to correlate Joshua and Sherpas. Joshua and Sherpas. And so we're going to go through kind of uh, what Sherpas are. I have some pictures that I want to show you. Um, so obviously, this is Mount Everest. Okay. And this is how these wonderful people... That is awful. That's what I said. My wife said I couldn't say that today because I'm preaching about climbing a mountain together. So I'm glad you said it. So these are some pictures of, um, of that's a Sherpa right there carrying luggage, carrying different things for the people that are behind him. And so um, as we get into the, the meat of this message, I really want to talk about the idea of, of a Sherpa and what a Sherpa is. And so I'm just going to give you some examples of what a Sherpa is before I get into the meat of my message. So the word Sherpa has also become a job description of a formal trekking crew. But it is not necessarily filled by ethnic Sherpas. The Sherpa's job is to set up camp, manage the porters, ensure that loads are evenly distributed, and be responsible for the trekking of the group's safety. Sherpas also need to liaise with the clients, support them along the track, and then run ahead to make sure that tea is on the boil when clients arrive at camp. So these are Sherpas. So these guys are basically um, people that have lived in the Himalayas for years and years and years. So Sherpas are basically used to the climate. And I, as I was researching um, Mount Everest and people that go on this trip, I, I, I thought that you had to be like experienced to climb Mount Everest. I literally thought you had to be like, okay, I've climbed before and there are steps and a process to get to the top of Mount Everest. No, okay. A lot of these people that are in these pictures have never climbed a mountain before. Okay, they've never climbed a mountain before. And I researched it just to, like, I was just curious. I was like, man, I wonder if there's any black people that ever climbed this mountain. <laughs> uh, I know you're all thinking about it because I don't think about it. I'm like, no. And the first, it took 50, up to 50 years for the first African-American to climb this mountain. And that's probably the last one, okay? So, anyways, that's just a side, that's just a side note. It's not me to my message. But um, <laughs> Sherpas, they literally go before they go before the people, and they literally pave the way for them to get to the top. Yeah. They literally make a way, and, and it's, it's come to find out that Sherpas carry literally on their backs everything that these people are wanting to get to the top. They call them luxurious items. So these Americans that are behind them, traveling behind the Sherpas, they have tables that they're carrying on their back. They have all these different things that they're carrying on their back to get to the top. So a Sherpa goes to the top. Then it goes back, then it goes to the top over and over again. It can take up to two months, okay, two months for somebody to get to the top of Mount Everest. And so as I was researching this, I was like, man, this is, this is crazy because even as Sherpas paved the way, come on somebody, as Sherpas paved the way for everybody behind them, I started getting really excited because I'm like, man, if a man can do that in the mountains, how much greater can our God pave the way for us? And we're talking about 2020, we're talking about a brand new decade. And I was telling my team earlier this morning that I feel like there's going to be a shift in this new decade. Meaning that everything in 2019, we got to leave behind. We have to shift to the new decade. We have to go forward. But how do we go forward? So everybody shout with me number one. This is my first point. Is we have to trust that God will bring us into new territory by clearing the trail ahead. We have to trust that God will bring us into new territory by clearing the path ahead. So let me give some context to, to Joshua. So basically, Joshua was appointed. So Joshua basically followed Moses everywhere. 
Joshua was like Moses' sidekick. So he would go before and he would spy out lands and different things for Moses and the Israelite people. And so Joshua, at this point, he's appointed to be the leader of the Israelite people. And so Moses is no longer, he, he died. And so he appoints basically Joshua to be the leader of this tribe of people. And so in this, in this text, Joshua 3, 1 through 4, it says, it's Early in the morning, Joshua and, and all the Israelites set out from the Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. We have to trust that God will bring us into new territory by clearing the trail ahead. So this first point, if we're going to enter into everything that God has called us to in 2020, we have to first trust him and everything that he said that we would enter into. And so Joshua, in this moment, he was first listening. I love this story because we're going to go through the whole chapter of Joshua 3. We're going to go through the whole story. But I love this portion of scripture because it shows me that first Joshua had to hear his voice. He had to listen to his voice. He had to hear his voice in order to have instruction to what to do next. And you see, a lot of us, we've planned our vision board. We've planned so many things, and that's great. We planned all these workout regimens and all these awesome things for 2020. We're going to go. We're going to do this. We're going to go. But at the end of the day, we haven't listened to God's voice. And we haven't had clarity in the next step to take. And so my, my, whole, my whole heart in this whole message today is that we would first enter into 2020 listening to the voice of God. Listening and trusting in God. The one that's gone before us. Just like the Sherpas, come on somebody, the one that goes before us, he set everything in front of us. We have to first listen and trust his voice. Somebody say trust. We have to trust his voice. And so that's, that's basically what we have to do in, in, in this new season of life that we're about to step into. And I, I started like researching different things about, about Sherpas and, and all this, and I started like kind of getting excited about it. At first I was not excited, let me tell you, I was not excited about talking about Sherpas. Okay, Pastor Jason had this bright idea. He's like, selfies on Everest. Cool. Like, we're going to do this thing. And I started researching. I'm like, ah. Like, I don't get it. And then the light bulb clicked. The light bulb clicked. The reason why we have, like, illustrations like this and we talk about Sherpas and different things like that is to show you that just how Sherpas do this for humanity and people that follow them, God has already paved the way for you. He's already paved the way for you. He's already designed a path for you to go on. All you have to do is listen and trust. Listen and trust. Everybody shout number two. I got four points for you today. I got an extra one. It's a bonus. I usually do three. Thank you. I got four points, okay? So number two is this. We have to be dedicated to the call in order to drop what we are carrying. We got to be dedicated to the call in order to drop what we are carrying. And so basically I showed you that picture earlier. You don't have to put it back on. But I showed you that picture of that Sherpa carrying everything on his back. This picture right here. Literally, these Sherpas are dedicated to their call. And it goes to show that, that, that Sherpas, they normally, that tribe only makes about $47 a month. $47 a month to live off of. 
But when they do this, when they climb Mount Everest, and when they um, bring people behind them, they can make up to two to $5,000 in a season of two months. And I started looking at interviews of Sherpas and different things like that. And come to find out, Sherpas don't ever want to do this. They actually, that this is one of the most dangerous jobs that anybody could ever do. And it, it shows that one-third of every Sherpa that has gone on Mount Everest has died. Because they were dedicated to the call. And so they carry all these things on their back. They carry um, lux- luxury items that are unnecessary. Let me just tell you, Americans are unnecessary, okay? <laughs> First of all, you ain't never been on this mountain before. Second of all, you're going to try to have a dining table that comes up the top of, top of the mountain. What are you going to do? They're, they literally have dining tables. I saw it. There's dining tables. There's, like, all these pots and pans, like they're, they're cooking or a cooking show. There's all these different things. I'm like, why would you want to carry all these things up to the top? They don't carry them, but the Sherpas carry them. And Sherpas say, I was researching an interview and listening to an interview, they say that, that it's, it's really unnecessary. And that the more weight that they carry, the riskier the job is. The more weight that they carry, the riskier the job is. So we have to be dedicated to the call in order to drop what we are carrying. Look what it says in Joshua 3, 5, and 6. I love this. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So this is, this is Joshua. He, he stepped into a new territory. He stepped into something new. Imagine following Moses for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, Joshua has to lead these people. He has to lead these people. So the first thing that he does is he listens to, the, to, to God. Then he answers the call. He listens, then he answers the call. And so verse 6 says this, Joshua said to the priest, take up the Ark of the Covenant. So right before this in verses 1 through 4, God first spoke to Moses. So get this. God has to first speak to you in order for you to answer the call. He speaks, then we answer. So in 2020, God's going to speak to you, but our job is to answer. Okay, come on. God's job (laughs) is to speak to you, and then we answer. And so as we enter into 2020, as we enter into this new decade, what we have to be doing, we have to posture our hearts in such a way to listen to God's voice, get clarity and wisdom on what he asks for us, and then answer the call. You see, a lot of us in this room, we're, we're doing things in our life. We're, we're, we have jobs and different careers in our life that God has not called us to. I just hit some buttons right there. I felt it. <laughs> a lot of us are doing things that, that we know that we may be gifted at, but there's a difference between gifted and called. There's a big difference. There's a big gap between gifted and called. You see, I'm, I'm gifted in the area of dance. I can dance and I can do leaps all up in here. I can just spin around. I can do some tap moves for you. That'll make you go wow. But you know, at the end of the day, I know that I'm, I'm called to do this. Even though God has gifted me, that doesn't mean I have to stop dancing. See, that's the problem. If we, we feel like we have to stop doing things, but I don't have to stop my gifting, I have to answer my call. The call is more important than the gifting. It says in the word of God that your gifts will make room for you, but you have to answer the call. And so Joshua was answering the call, and then he, he, he secondly, he spoke to the people that he was around. So the thing about this is God will speak to you, but I think, I feel like a lot of us, we're, we're speaking to others before God speaks to us. What do I mean by that? 
You might say, hey, well, Pastor, what do, you, what do you mean by that? A lot of us in this room, we just yap and yap and yap. Come on, somebody. We yap and yap and yap. We talk about this. We talk about that. But God hasn't spoken to you. So why are we opening up our mouths if God has not spoken to us? Come on, somebody. Why are, we, why are we speaking when God hasn't spoken to us? Joshua first listened to God's voice, then he answered the call, and then he told others. It wasn't the other way around. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to speak, and God's going to meet me where I'm at. I'm going to create this vision board, and God's going to have to meet me where I'm at. I'm going to do everything in 2020 that I know that I want to do, and God's going to have to meet me where I'm at. Baby, it don't work like that. It doesn't work like that in the kingdom of God. We have to sit and we have to listen to God's voice and then answer the call of God that is on our lives. We have to step in. Somebody shout, step in. We have to step into the call. And so I love this. Joshua, after he heard God's voice, and then it's like he reiterates it again. He says the same thing. He says the same thing again. But God was first speaking to him, then reiterated the call. Joshua said to the priest, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead. And this is the thing, a lot of us are, are going to, we're, we're bringing in, what, 2019, all the, all the negative things, and maybe even all the positive things. So for some of us, 2019 was the bomb. It was great. Life was great. Friends were great. Money was rolling in. All these different things. 2019 was awesome. And then for some of us, 2019 was not so awesome. That life hit us hard in our families, in our jobs. And everything that we're around, God, it, it hit us hard. But what I love about the Sherpas is that they're carrying this weight. They're carrying all these different things for the people that are behind them in order to reach the call. They're carrying this weight on their backs. And I, I just got a picture of Jesus when he was on the cross. He carried everything for you and I. And so I pictured, like looking at that picture, I pictured Jesus walking up this mountain and just saying, come on, follow along. He's carrying our burdens. He's carrying our shame. He's carrying our sickness. He's carrying our disease. He's carrying everything. And he says, come on, just come with me. I got it. And I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to set up camp before you. And so I love this, this scripture in Philippians 3, 13 through 14. says says, brothers, this is Paul speaking. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do. This is one thing that Paul did every single day. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And then he goes on to say this, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And you see, a lot of us, we're trying to bring in 2019, striving for the call of God on our lives. But you know what, baby? We've got to drop this 2019 and move forward. I don't know about you, but I'm dropping, even though 2019 was great, I'm dropping 2019. You know why? Because God has a plan for me in 2020 that far exceeds 2019. But in order for us to accomplish everything that God has for us, we have to drop everything that set us back and say, you know what? I'm not going to carry this anymore. Jesus, you carry this for me. I'm done carrying this. I'm going to enter into this new decade, not carrying the shame that I've been facing for my whole life. Come on, somebody. I feel like chains are breaking right now in this moment. Not carrying this, this weight of sin, this doubt, this unbelief that I've been, been hurt by. All these different things that we've been carrying in 2020, let's not carry it anymore. Let's walk and move past everything that was in 2019. 
And so these Sherpas are carrying everything on their back. And they're, they're going on this trek. They're getting all these people to follow. And I literally thought, I'm like, oh, maybe like one or two go up. Last year, over 250 people went up at one time. You talk about community. Listen, if one dies, they all die. <laughs> 250 people went up this mountain together for the sake of a cause. They literally risked their lives for the sake of this cause. And I wonder how many of us would have the audacity to risk our lives for the sake of Jesus. In 2020, and that doesn't mean climbing up this mountain. It doesn't necessarily mean risky things. What that means is I'm going to answer the call of God that's on my life. And I'm going to step into it passionately and wholeheartedly and do everything that God has called me to do. Amen? Everybody shout number three. three. We have to listen to God's direction so that we can have clarity on our journey. We have to listen to God's direction so that we can have clarity on our journey. So God spoke to Joshua in this moment and told him exactly what to do and where to go. He told him exactly what to do. He said, go here. And here in the Old Testament... The Ark of the Covenant was basically like God. And so when he says, take the Ark of the Covenant, basically it had the Ten Commandments on it, it had so many things on it. He says, take the Ark of the Covenant and go before me. So they would send priests with the Ark of the Covenant, and they would pave the way before the people. And so before anybody would enter into a new territory or a new land, they had clarity in what to do. They only had clarity because Joshua was leading them with the vision that God had called him to. We can only have clarity when we're operating in our purpose and listening to God's voice in what he's called us to do. We can only have clarity if we choose to listen and respond and then get some more clarity. You see, this is over and over. This is a repeat. Uh, this, he repeats this thing over and over again. And I was reading Joshua 4, same thing. Joshua 5, same thing. And a lot of us, we feel like we have to listen to God's voice just once. And we think that's it. We say, okay, this is it. I, listen, I heard his voice. That's it. I'm going to run with it. And then somewhere along the, the way, we start to deter and do our own thing. It might start off good. 2020 might start with a bang. I'm hearing God's voice. I'm listening. But what happens when February hits? What happens when March hits? April? All these, all these different months that we have in this year. What happens when everything, when life hits you, are you still listening to God's voice? You know, I want to posture myself in such a way this year that when life hits me, I can get on my face before God and say, okay, what's next? I'm envisioning it for this church. I'm envisioning it for my family. I'm envisioning it for my dance life. I'm envisioning it for everything. What's next? And we have to do this over and over and over. So Joshua was doing this over and over and over. And Joshua 3, 7 through 13, it's getting good. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel. So they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. So he's appointed right now. God is calling him out. And it says again, this is God. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Parasites, the Gergesites, 
Amorites, Jebusites, all the sites, in the name of Jesus. He'll drive them all out. Everyone that's not of Jesus, he'll drive them all out. And so it says this in, in verse 11. See the Ark of the Covenant again. Of the Lord, of all the earth, will go into the Jordan ahead of you. He says it again. Jesus is being very repetitive. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel. Run one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So let me give some context to this. Because that whole, you guys are looking at me like, man, that's, uh, that's kind of boring. I don't know what he's saying there. Let me break it down for you, okay? So in this, in this, in this verse, basically what, what God is doing, he's telling Joshua, he's reiterating everything that he said in the previous verses. But if you know anything about the Jordan, so they had to cross over the Jordan to answer the call and get to the other side. So the Jordan was, was tall. It's massive. It's like an ocean. It's, it's big. And you can't just walk over the Jordan, okay? Like Jesus wasn't walking on water yet. Okay, all these different things. This is before that. And so basically what they had to do, God was telling them, okay, the priests go before you with the Ark of the Covenant. Step foot into the Jordan. Step foot in, and, and this seems impossible. This, this task seems impossible. How many of you guys would go to an ocean and step foot in, foot in it and see it dry up? I haven't seen that today yet. If you can do it, I want to see it. Record it. But these guys, he was listening. Joshua was listening. And so he had previously seen Moses part, Jesus part, the Red Sea. And so he's seeing all these things. And, and, and God is telling him, okay, this is your time now. I've appointed you. I've called you. Now answer the call. And so he does this. He steps. He, he sends out the priests, 12 different people from different tribes. And he sends them out first to step foot in the Jordan. And when they step foot in the, into the Jordan, literally, it dried up. It says it was like a wall of water, heaps of water for the people to cross over and get to the other side. And so in this moment, this is what they're doing. So God's speaking to, to Joshua and saying, hey, do this. Go there. Do that. Step foot in the Jordan. And it says the downstream will be cut off and stand in a heap. So we have to listen to God's direction so that we have clarity on our journey. And so if Joshua wouldn't listen to his direction, he wouldn't have clarity on his journey. God gives clarity in your journey. You see, when we're confused and we don't, when we don't know what's next, that's because we haven't listened to his voice. We haven't gotten clarity and what to do next. In 2020, I want to have clarity in my journey. I want to have clarity with whatever God has for me in 2020. I want to have clarity to walk in and to step foot into the Jordan with such a boldness to know that it's going to dry up. I want to get to the other side. Come on, somebody. I want to get to the other side of my journey. So this is what God, God was doing to Joshua in this moment. And then it says this in Proverbs 4.25. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. This is clear direction. Let your eyes look forward. You see, the Sherpas in, the, in, in these mountains, they say that they don't have time to look back. They don't have time to, to look. But when they're climbing the mountain, when they're paving the way for people to follow behind them, they don't have time to be second-guessing what's behind them to look back. They have to pave the way before. And you see, a lot of us, we're looking back into 2019 already. It's only five days in to 2020. 
And we're looking back and we're saying, man, gosh, I wish that didn't happen. I wish that didn't happen. And we're looking back so doubtful, so doubtful that we can't even plan what God has for us in 2020. Because a lot of us, it may feel like, man, God didn't really provide in 2019, so how can he provide for me in 2020? But in this moment, God is saying, step forward into everything that I've called you to do. And I will meet you as you step forward. You see, a lot of us, we don't want to step forward. We want to sit right here and just see the clear pathway ahead. But listen, what it goes on to say, this is my last point. We have to have grit, the power of passionate perseverance to get to our purpose. Joshua 3, 14 through 17, it says this. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now, the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. So it's flooded. So picture this. It's flooded. There's no way. It looks like they cannot make it across. Yet, as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. As soon as they touched the edge, the waters stopped flowing. So you know what it takes in order for us to enter into 2020? We've got to enter in with grit, passionate perseverance that won't stop. Even when situations come against us, even when there's a wall, there's a flood right in front of us, what we got to do is we got to step out and see the waters part. Come on. we got to have such a boldness to step out. Even though 2019 wasn't the best, you know what we got to do? Step out. Step out into 2020, knowing that God's going to part the Red Sea, knowing that God's going to do everything on your behalf. Step out. And so it says, they stepped out, and the stream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap, great distance away, at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zaratan. While the water was flowing down to the Sea of Arabia, this is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over, come on somebody, the people crossed over the opposite of Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground. So listen, things might look crazy for you. I don't know what 2020 already has for you. Listen, the past five days could have been hell in your life. But you know what you got to do? You got to keep stepping forward. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep pressing into everything that God has called you to do. We cannot stop. You know what I want to see in 2020 for you and this church and this house? I want to see people loving on each other. When we worship, you know what I want to see? I want to see if somebody's crying that's across from you. I want to see you going over there and loving on them, hugging them, saying, man, God's got you. Step forward. Step forward. 2020, let's step forward. Let's not be hindered by our past. Let's not be hindered by the things of old, but step forward. Step forward in everything that God has for you. You know what I want to see in 2020? I want to see people loving on each other in the lobby that don't even look like you. I want to see you hugging somebody that doesn't even look like you. That doesn't look like your friend group. That doesn't look like the people that you hang out with. That is the church. This is not about selfie mentality. This is not about me. I don't come into church for me. I come into church for you. I come into church to link arms with the people that I love and say, let's go up this mountain together. 
If we all fall, guess what? I fall. If I mess up, guess what? You mess up. If I have shame, guess what? We all have shame. That's what it means to pick up your cross and follow God, to carry everything with each other, side by side, linking arms, saying, man, 2020, we got it. We got it. Keep our eyes forward. Keep pressing into everything that God has for us. We will not be shaken. Come on, somebody. God has a plan for your life. He has a future. He has everything he designed and destined everything for you. Keep your eyes forward. Keep marching. Keep going up the mountain. Even though it looks impossible, you know what? They've made it on top of the mountain. It may look impossible. Joshua thought it was impossible for the waters to literally stand on edge. But you know what? The God that we serve, come on. He creates miracles, signs, and wonders. You know what I want to see in 2020? I want to see people laying hands on the sick, and I want to see them recover in the name of Jesus. You know what I want to see in 2020? I want to see a people that are solely dedicated to worshiping Jesus and passionate about it. That's what I want to see in this church and in this city. And that's how we're going to change the city for the kingdom and the glory of God. Amen? Come on, can you stand with your feet with me in this moment? called to climb we're called to climb we're not called to look back we're called to climb and last time I checked when you climb a mountain you look forward the moment you look back is when things can happen that's why Paul says I press on towards the mark of the high calling press on in your marriage press on in your family Press on with your friends. Press on at your job. Keep pressing. Keep believing. Keep standing. Stand firm in everything that God has for you. And when you feel like the waters, when you feel like you're, you're drowning, come on, remember Joshua. Remember Joshua. Man, if you can do it for Joshua, God, you can do it for me. If you can do it for my friend, God, you can do it for me. If you can do it for this church, God, you can do it for me. Because you're the God of miracles. You're the God of signs and wonders. You can do it for me. Just how you parted the Red Sea, just how you, you dried up dry land, come on. You can do it for you. And he wants to do it for you. We're all called to climb. Come on. 2020, let's climb. Come on. 2020, let's climb. You know, as we climb, things will grow. As we listen to his voice, as we answer the call, as we dedicate ourselves and throw away the things that are in the past, and as we passionately pursue Jesus, come on, we can change this city for the kingdom and glory of God. We can shake this nation for the kingdom and glory of God. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus that things are shifting in this very atmosphere right now. They're shifting in your life. They're shifting in your marriage. They're shifting in your family. They're shifting with your job. They're shifting right now in this very moment. In Jesus' name.